This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 2004, Michelle Confesses Her Speaking Quirk. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 200 million times. Are you feeling stuck with your English? We'll show you how to become fearless and fluent by focusing on connection, not perfection. With your American hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Colorado and New York City, USA. And to get your transcripts delivered by email every week, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash subscribe. We all have our own language quirks. That's part of real English. Today, a listener asks us about one of Michelle's quirks. Listen in for real podcaster confessions today. This podcast is sponsored by Indeed. As a business owner myself, I've learned that the most important key to success is having a great team. But it can be time-consuming, reading through tons of resumes. Need to hire a great candidate at your company? Why not eliminate the busy work? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so that you can connect with candidates faster. Just in the minute that I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. So join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash A-E-E. Just go to Indeed.com slash A-E-E right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. I-N-D-E-E-D dot com slash A-E-E. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey there, Michelle. What's shaking? Hey, Lindsay. Not too much. Not too much. I feel like we start the podcast out like that a lot. Um, it's like we one do. of our habits, oh right? Gosh, yes. Not too much. Not too much. It's easy to follow uh, the speaking habits, right? It is. It is. Do you know, like, do you have any that you've recognized, like any speaking habits that you have? I Yeah. I mean, I do a lot of write, right? When I, when I say something, I look for agreement. And I think sometimes I think about how that's really common in other languages too. Like in Japanese, there's a lot of ne at the end of a sentence. Um, And sometimes I think about that culturally, right? Like, what does it mean? Mm. Yeah. So yeah. But what about you, Michelle? Do you have any habits? I think so. We're going to talk about it today. <laughs> I'm not going to reveal it. Uh, yeah. I, I, I listener pointed out one that yeah. I actually know I, I I already knew it. I already knew it. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, you guys are listening, so you know. So so I actually just said it. Um. So if you think you know what it is, uh, you you, sh- you should write to us. And even though we're going to talk about it, so let us know if you notice as well. Um. But before we get into it, guys, we want you to, in order to pick up on our language habits, our quirks. For Lindsay and yeah. Michelle, uh, you got to listen to the All Ears English podcast a lot. And you also have to hit follow so that you never miss any podcasts. Oh, my gosh. Hit follow, guys. Right now on this show, we publish four days a week. 
And this, this podcast has lots and lots of thousands and thousands of listeners who are learning through connection, not perfection. That is the key. And so join us. Join us and learn together. Good stuff. Yes. Love it. So I have noticed something that I say a lot on the podcast. Uh, I okay, mean, I, I'm, gu- I'm guilty of saying like, um, but mm-hmm. there's also another one. Uh, and okay, no, just read the listener question. <laughs> okay, I'm going to hop into the question. Here we go. All this right. is from Kaori, uh, an English learner living in Japan. We mentioned Japan a few minutes ago. Okay, Kaori says, I recently started listening to your podcast and I wanted to let you know how much I enjoy it. Yay! Yay! That's awesome. (laughs) Your conversations are engaging, lively, and authentic, and I find myself completely immersed in them. Yes. Mm, I've been actively trying to improve my English by mimicking your pronunciation, intonation, and accent, and I must say that it's been a very positive experience. However, uh oh, there's a however, Michelle. <laughs> however, I have noticed that I've started using the phrase, you know, frequently, which is something I didn't do before. While it may seem trivial, it does concern me a bit. I've noticed that you use the phrase, you know, frequently during the conversation. And I was wondering if you could tell me more about why you use it so often. I hope you don't mind my asking. I'd like to know how it sounds uh, to native English speakers when someone uses this phrase frequently. Why do people generally think? Or what do people think about this speaking habit? Um, she's apologizing if her question's offensive. We're not offended, Cowrie. I'm not offended. Not offended. No, of course not. I mean, honestly, our listeners know how we speak better than we do, Michelle. I mean, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, no, not offended. Also, she didn't, Cowrie uh, didn't single me out. However, I know that I do this. Okay, so, fair enough. I, fair I, enough. I am. I, I mean, I don't know if you do this, but I know I, I think do I this. Do. I think I you do. Think I say so? something like, you know, I say something like, you know, you know, like I say it very under. Okay, my that's breath. really under- funny how you just imitated yourself. And also, what are you talking about? That doesn't sound like you at all. Yeah, <laughs> I, do, I do. I do say it. I do. You have to analyze our transcripts, right? That's really who's going to know best is whoever that's has true. our transcripts. That's true. You could get our transcripts, guys, in our app, allersenglish.com slash app or you could subscribe by email allersenglish.com slash subscribe all right well let's get into it michelle so you're saying you do this tell me more i do it yeah so i mean this is a quirk so what is a quirk Lindsay? well a quirk is just something that's weird right so yeah <laughs> no offense exactly. uh, but it's just something that's weird it's a ha- maybe a habit or something we do that's unique or different or mm-hmm. just doesn't necessarily have much of an explanation as to why mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, for more episodes making fun of me, head over to no, not really. It's just a, a whole pointing series. out a whole series. <laughs> uh, episode twelve fifty was what are Michelle's two worst habits? Mm-hmm. Um, so and there's another one, Lindsay, a recent one. Um, Lindsay, you want to tell us about this one? Aubrey d- uh, did an interview. Yeah, well, you mentioned earlier using the phrase like, which is something you do too. I do it sometimes as well. And Aubrey actually interviewed Valerie Friedland, who's a linguist, about the benefits of using like. So it's Hmm. episode 1976, Three Benefits of Like with linguist Valerie Friedland. So go check that one out because I'm actually really excited to listen to that episode. Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds great. Um, I want to hear about why it's okay that I say like. <laughs> I know, I know, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what uh, else? What, 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 so what, so okay. So basically, so basically, when I have listened to our podcast back, it does. It is something that stands out to me, and I have heard it, and I know I do it, and and does it bother me? Um, a little bit. Sometimes I'm like, why do I say that? So 
so frequently. I mm. what's interesting is I don't think I I don't have recordings of myself just speaking all the time outside of this podcast, but I don't think I use it as much outside of on the podcast. Um oh, and weird. I was thinking about why and I think I use it a lot on the podcast because I'm I use it when I'm trying to explain something or mm-hmm. I'm maybe I'm trying to relate uh to you or to our listeners during the show mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining it's something like this. I may say something like, I was at a party and, you know, there was this friend of mine who didn't show up on time, you know, so I was frustrated. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you oh. know. Well, I think part of it must be because this show is 100%. Well, it okay, we do have an outline. We have a prep here. We know exactly what we're going to talk about, but we don't have any scripts. We're unscripted. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're just mm-hmm. an out. We have an outline, but we don't have a script. Most of the you know, many podcasts out there, you're going to hear a teacher reciting mm-hmm. a script. And mm-hmm. obviously that kind of uh, podcast is not going to have any, you knows or any likes, but it's not real English. That's true. Uh, and I think these fillers are very, very common. Um, and another example I could imagine, I was trying to write my own, you knows, but here we go. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, there are so many areas of English that are important. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I could see how it could be distracting to some people if they focus on it. I was recently where I was listening to someone speak somewhere and now I can't even remember where it was. But when the f- person first started, I realized they had their own language quirk. I think it was um, very frequent use of um, and it was very distracting. And then I started to listen to the content and I completely forgot about it. They hooked me with the content, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and I have a friend, I don't, I don't even, I feel bad even saying what it is, so I won't say what she says, but I have a friend who repeats, like, a a word over and over and over, basically meaning, like, oh, I understand, I understand, basically something Mm -hmm. like that, Mm -hmm. and I do, I do notice that, Um, but, like, as time has gone on, kind of what you said, I don't really notice it anymore, I guess I got used to it, or it just Mm -hmm. doesn't stand out as much. Yeah, so I think that we can make a conscious choice, it's almost like we have to choose to focus on the content And, you know, this show is spontaneous. It's lively. You guys listen because you love it. So most of the time, we're going to be able to move past that because, again, it's real English, Michelle. Mm -hmm. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, what else, Michelle? What, what else can we tell Cowrie here about this? I mean, what should we, what should we know? Well, Cowrie mentioned that um, <laughs> she's mimicking us. Uh, so you... This made me think a lot about our listeners and how Mm -hmm. they might pick up some of our speaking habits if they listen a lot, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And some of these, some of the things uh, that they pick up, that's, I mean, that's, that's great. And, but there are also imperfections, like we said, because we are people. So we might repeat something a lot and it's not going to always be perfect the way we talk, a connection, not perfection, right? Yeah, Um, But so, I mean, I think, I think one of my main takeaway is this idea is that make sure you listen to many different mediums and uh, and adopt many different ways of speaking and make your own so listen to all ears english 
but also mm-hmm. watch TV shows. Also listen to podcasts that aren't necessarily teaching English. Give yourself yeah. a variety so that you're not going to say like end up just like becoming <laughs> Lindsay <Yeah. and> me. <laughs> right, 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 right. I mean, there's pros and cons to every format of a podcast, right? I mean, what we the pro of the way, yeah, the con is maybe sometimes we do use like we use um, but the pro of that, the flip side is that you get to see how English is spoken in the moment. Like you get to see what it sounds like when we talk over each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can't have you can't have both, right? You can't have a, a, a an, an ent- episode completely without ums or likes because that's unrealistic. And with the the interesting way of the dynamic, real, spontaneous English, it's just going to happen. Pretty much mm-hmm. everyone inserts. I would venture to say most American English speakers insert occasionally a like and um and uh. Mm-hmm. This is just these are filler words. Like it is normal English. I just did it. Like. It's normal English, okay? So you kind of have to choose. Like, do you want to learn robotic scripted English or do you want to learn natural English? Give and take, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that if I say, you know, you know, you know, all the time over and over, (laughs) I mean... That's distracting. Yeah, that can be be distracting. Even if it's, you know, a (laughs) normal... You know, (laughs) I just did it. (laughs) Ah! Yeah, don't get caught in that loop. (laughs) Even if it's a normal thing to say and people use it. um, We all have our quirks. So I remember a student used to tease me in a fun way because I always said, excellent! Um, Or Dan (laughs) used to tease me because I always used to say, that's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, it's hilarious. that's Um, funny i I would say i would say that there's a difference between the kind of language that you guys are learning now with us and presentation english Mm -hmm. or leading a meeting english which we teach you those things in our courses you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um you're not going to stand up on a podium presenting to your entire company and insert lots of likes and ums you're going to consciously drop those you're going to raise your register for the professional business world Right. Exactly. And I also noticed that I say uh, like, uh, right, right. You know, went to agree with you or I say absolutely. So guys, let me know if I say this. That's okay. Everyone has their habits. Everyone has. I mean, this is how we show our personality in English. Mm hmm. And uh, but it's true when you are giving a presentation at work, something more formal or in a job interview, you do want to make a conscious effort to avoid as many fillers. However, I actually sometimes I've had where students are um, practicing job interviews, uh, uh, job interviews techniques with me, and mm-hmm. they end up just sounding very robotic because they've memorized uh, <laughs> their yeah. answer. And it's yeah. so obvious. And mm-hmm. one of the ways, even if you do have it memorized a little bit, or you've practiced, so you naturally memorize, you know, whatever you practice right. a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes I tell them to put in an ah uh, or pause right. or add an um. I mean, because yeah. it is natural, but not all, not constantly. Right, right, right. Or even the IELTS exam. I mean, you guys should go over and check out IELTS Energy Podcast yeah. to learn more about this. But I'm pretty sure that when it comes to IELTS, they really want to hear natural English. So if you occasionally insert an uh, uh, you know, that is not the worst thing in the world. What does kill your scores if you've memorized something or if you're not mm-hmm. using a range of vocabulary, right? We're using a right. range between formal and informal, depending on where you are in the test. So the fact that an, an English test is ask, asking you to use casual stuff, maybe it's okay to throw in an uh occasionally, right? So that's real English because IELTS wants to know that you speak real English. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, you know, you know, you know, um, but it's true. You want to show that you can speak real English and, you know, is filler. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. it can be when you're searching for a word and sometimes just trying to relate. Maybe you think the person knows what you're trying to express, uh, well, the, but yeah, sure. that, that's what, all, what uh, the episode by Valerie Friedland was all about. So check out that episode. I can't wait to ah. check it out. I, I heard hints of it. But she talked about how using like is actually a, re- a tool to relate. And it actually makes people feel closer to each other. It's really oh, interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. That is interesting. I Okay, I'm excited uh, to yeah. hear that episode. Um, mm-hmm. But just an example, Lindsay, can you give one more example of how you might use, you know... Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit lost in our notes here. <laughs> okay, we're here. Word. We're right, but you're you're right okay, below it. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, I want to dress with green, you know, sparkles on it and blue, you know, those giant sequins. So here, I don't know. I don't feel like it's quite as fillery. I think it's showing the person. You right. know what I'm talking about? It's the right. one with sparkles on it. So that's actually not so word. much a filler. Yeah, it's right. So you know, can be used. Just yeah. in a different kind of way. And we, if you guys are interested in a follow-up to this, we can really dive deep into these differences. Oh but yeah. um, let, let us know, because sometimes, you know, can have a different meaning, not just a filler. Exactly. Exactly. And like as well. So, um, you know, guys, we what, what, <laughs> what's next, Michelle? Now I'm thinking about it. See, that's the thing, right? We want you guys to have natural English. And so we don't think too much about this stuff because we want to be authentic for you. Right. Right. We want you to feel like you're sitting like Michelle and I are in a cafe in New York City at a table catching up and you're sitting right next to us. And that's going to exactly. be the closest window into real English you're ever going to get anywhere and so if we start to think about this too much we get a little self-conscious and it kind of messes up the spontaneity of things right that's true so guys if you think just to start to wrap it up today if you think you are picking up on someone's speaking habits too much you're you're gonna turn into a little Lindsay or a little michelle (laughs) um you know and it's not the worst you know yeah it's not the worst thing it's not the worst thing but if you want some variety just you know make sure that you do listen to multiple ways of speaking um Mm -hmm. listen to all there's english watch watch friends you know all the different things yeah just to make sure you're getting tons and tons of input um and what's another thing you could do Lindsay? i mean you can dissect how someone speaks and try to watch yourself when you say it obviously as cowrie has been doing right but you can also pause we can get used to pausing before we want to say a Mm -hmm. word and you know instead of putting the um or the like how about just a pause i think that's true there's nothing wrong I, I think a lot of times people are afraid to do that pause because they think, oh, maybe the person will think I don't know what I'm saying or, you know, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. I just get the wrong impression. But I actually feel like a pause is very powerful. Oh, pauses can be incredibly powerful. Yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's the bottom line here? For me, this is so clearly it's about connection, Michelle. It's about connection because there has to be a goal. You know, for our listeners, guys, if your goal is to be a linguist, Maybe it's another type of uh, content that you should consume, right? But if you want to connect with human beings in front of you in your life in English, a show like this is really what's going to show you how to do that. That's true. That's true. We are speaking real English as if we're sitting down for lunch with each other. That's what we, (laughs) we, we don't want it to be that we're being robotic or being textbook. That's the whole point of the show. So 
you picked up on it. Uh, don't worry, not offended at all. I actually thought it was kind of cute and funny that it, yeah, that it, it was brought cute. to my attention. Yeah, yeah I th- that's why I did the episode. If I if I was offended, I would have said, "I don't want to do that episode. I'm embarrassed." Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. <laughs> so so I, I thought this was a great topic. Yeah, I like the idea here. I think what would make a great course idea that we could build a course on this would be to build a course where we show you guys the casual version of a conversation and the presentation version of that same conversation, a more Mm. buttoned up version without the likes and the ums. Because really what we want you guys to be able to do is move between the two. At work, in that presentation, you're in the buttoned up version. And then after work at happy hour, you're still with your coworkers. So you're somewhat set, but you're more semi-formal. You're not casual, you're semi-formal. How can we... And then we go down to casual when we go home with our friends. How can we move between the three? And I think this, that is exactly what brings people from that intermediate to that real, real advanced level, the ability to seamlessly switch between these kinds of registers. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. And final thought, Michelle, human connection. That's the only thing that matters. I love it. So good. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys, thank you for hanging out. Thank you for that question. I really did like it. Uh, This was a lot of fun to talk through this. All right. Good stuff, Michelle. I'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to All Ears English. Would you like to know your English level? Take our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash fluency score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.